2: You're listening to Equity One. A podcast where two friends chat about life, theater, and everything and in, between. in between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity, Equity One.
3: One. <laughs> Hi, Hi! Hey, you? Cheers. Cheers.
2: Ding. What are you drinking today? Just uh, water. Just a nice
3: water out of my blender ball. Yeah, Blender
2: ball? Blender bo- bottle.
3: Bottle, yeah. I'm
2: having a nice a nice like decaffeinated chai. Ooh. It's so chilly, you know? It is it's chilly. It's good to have these like little like warm moments. I'm like just a tea.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kinda like I have my scarf mm-hmm. and I've been wearing my hat and I've realized that I my prince hair that I wanted to keep growing out to look like Jacob Chancellor.
2: It's gonna be tough.
3: It's gonna be flattened with the hat. This is I go through it every year where I go, I want my prince hair to be a little bit longer to and then
2: poke out of the yeah, hair. The, to poke out of the yeah. hat.
3: But then when I get to the ECC and I take my hat off, my hair is flat.
2: Yeah. See, that is that is a struggle, I think, that is so relatable. Like, what do you do? How do we stay warm and also keep our hair the way we want? Exactly. I think I need the um, earmuffs that uh-huh. go around the back.
3: Yep. But those also just, like, they twist and they don't fit like, on my ear corrected. Like, I need the... I need... Well... When we were kids, when we would play basketball on the St. Bridget Elementary basketball team, mm-hmm. if we didn't wear a hat to basketball practice, we had to run oh, suicides. Geez. Is that what those were? You yeah. went yes. ran and uh-huh. came back. And so then I've always learned just you always have to have your whole head covered, and so that's why I like having my head covered. But yeah. I think I should just start auditioning with hats for oh, the winter season.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: I am. I'm in the market for like a headband that will that will like stretch over my ears uh-huh. so that I can still wear my headphones. Oh yeah, that's another thing, yeah. Um, so that I can still wear my headphones but it won't let any air in. It's mm-hmm. so, like a thick headband. Like a Lulu like headband? Probably a Lulu headband, not to, not to basic white man myself. Yeah,
3: but it's also it's so hard because it like, does it go like over your forehead? Like I've never been a mm-hmm. headband kind of Why per- Well I have, but like I always just wear it up. It never covers my ears. Like, sure,
2: yeah. right, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. Listeners, yeah. tell us what you do to keep your ears warm in the cold.
3: Because mine get really red and cold. Yeah. And you
2: just gotta stay warm. You can't get
3: thick. Remember when bullies used to like flick your ears when they were cold? Oh my god, hurt? no. No one ever did that to me. Girl, Caleb. I was bullied. Not really. It was just my brothers.
2: <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> How was your birthday weekend? <laughs> it was good. I mean, it was busy. It was my first, my first time like first Broadway birthday oh it's a Broadway birthday it was fun we had we had you know it fell in the middle of our five show weekend so mm. I like I mostly went to work all weekend but it was super fun had good breakfast we had you a, guys good...
3: have a special cake at the theater
2: I saw yes we had a fruit tart oh well we could and then some excellent my favorite fruit because when I was doing Whole30 we do like birthday clubs so you bring in like things for people that have their birthday before you Oh. Or, you know, like, so the person that has the birthday before you brings in stuff for your birthday. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I was like, during Whole30, you know, everyone wants cake or whatever uh-huh. for their birthday. And so I would always be like, happy birthday, and then like, out the door, because I couldn't, you know, party Eat cake, yeah. So, you know, and Whole30's been sweeping our theater, so... <laughs> everyone is snatched funny. over this <laughs> <So, no. laughs> <So, laughs> <The> sickness. <laughs> um, so... I, did, I was like, let's do, like, something fruity. Like, let's just get some, like, fruit all the card and then, like, a fruit tart. And it was uh-huh. delicious. Um, so we did that the night of my birthday. We had dinner on my birthday. We did, we did. And then um, went to Bond 45 Sunday night after the show. Next with door. A, with a bunch of friends. It was really, really cute downstairs. It was super, super fun. Oh,
3: there's a downstairs to it?
2: Yeah, there's a downstairs that's, like, really awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they were, they were very good to us. Everyone had a great time and it was super fun okay yeah and that was my birthday this year it was a little weird it's great but it was fun
3: um I actually for people who don't know I send you uh, Broadway birthday songs Mm -hmm. and the solid ones that we have are uh, Little Lamb from Gypsy we have it's not really Broadway but Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday Uh to John F. Kennedy
2: um What else did we have in there? Just like a random happy birthday. Yeah, the little children singing heavy Mm -hmm. birthday just because it's like kids. Little Lamb is our classic. Little Lamb is a
3: classic. But this year I sent you Sideshow, uh-huh. Happy Birthday to You, and, and you. Know, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a really good, was was th-
2: a, really good uh, a good like way to switch things up. for Yeah, our yeah birthday. exactly. Yeah, yeah, You know, we
3: want keep things fresh, keep yeah. things new. You know, just, and so I think Broadway shows need to keep writing for the holidays because then they know
2: they're always going to be pulled back. Yeah, if we could get some more birthday songs and yeah. musicals, that'd be that'd be super helpful for us. I know specifically. So like, we could use them, but like, yeah.
3: Also, just uh, not to give anything away, I don't know if it's written out yet, but Mean Girls did have a Halloween song. (sighs)
2: So for future Halloweens,
3: Mean Girls, Mean Girls knows that they're gonna have a market because it's Halloween song. Yeah,
2: Halloween they're gonna sell out. Look out, Holiday Inn, because I don't remember them having a (gasps) Halloween song. Did they? They did have a Thanksgiving. They had a song for pretty much every holiday though. I don't
3: think Halloween though. Remember the turkey song was cute because the girls were up on the boys' shoulders and they were doing a little
2: flapping. Yeah.
3: Speaking of Dennis Jones
2: from Holiday Inn, (laughs) tell me about your trip, Caleb. Oh, Uh, this weekend I
3: went to um, DC which is actually Sherlington which is a little bit west is of that BC. in Virginia or is it actually in, in D.C. it's in Virginia okay. um, at Signature Theater I saw Crazy For You Crazy For You and uh, Dennis Jones was the uh, choreographer and uh, Crazy For You is pretty iconic yes I think I, I, like I actually haven't seen it but I, you know...
2: I, I know, like... You know that, like, the peak girls are gonna emerge from a car in pink. You yeah. know that the girl that there's gonna be a big country-western dance. And, like, I got that rid of yeah, yeah. yeah, like, iconic numbers.
3: Um, And uh, Crazy, uh, and then the Signatures Theatre production, of oh, Crazy for You, uh, like, did away with all that. But there was still very iconic, mm. good choreography. That I was like, wow, like, that's really good. They, like, took their own spin on it, because the space is very small, actually. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I don't know how many seats it is, but it's very intimate, mm-hmm. and I was like right up in it. Sure. But uh, Dennis had some very smart choreography. that He always does. He's very smart, and um, I, would, I would love to see it on a bigger stage. Okay. Yeah. You know, I love a Susan Stroman, but... I mean, hello. Yeah. Take a message. <laughs>
2: Producers, you're
3: listening. <laughs> um, but I thoroughly enjoyed Signature Theaters... Crazy for you,
2: especially because uh, Danny Gardner. He is the best. He is amazing. He is so so good. We I know Danny. We did Draws the Chaperone together in Cape Cod. Oh, I didn't know he was in that one. Yeah, and of course we loved him in Dames at Sea. Uh uh-huh, Yeah, I did him. Yeah. And uh, he is something else. He is.
3: He, he, he He's like running the show.
2: He's he's a huge star. Just like sweating, you could yeah. see like him just like. <sighs> yeah. It's I like love a
3: great him. like. Alien from like another time. He just like embodies the role and yes. like the style I think it's a great role for
2: him. He's amazing.
3: He's kind of like nerdy That's kind of like funny mm-hmm. how you would ever see him as a romantic lead,
2: but in this show. He's like wow Well, cuz Bobby he's... Child is I mean, that's a funny role. I it's mean, a, funny it is role. a character. Yeah, yeah. It is a character role. Yeah In a sense like you know, he has to be able to to really like kind of chameleon and do all this crazy comedy Yeah um, I think he's great. I think it's like a perfect fit for him. Mm
3: -hmm. If you have a chance to go see it, it's playing its signature through January 18th, 15th, I think. Oh, you got
2: time. Take a mega bus. Yeah, that's what I do, it's so easy. And Caleb did it with seven giant suitcases, so. You know, I travel light. (laughs) So when I met, (laughs) we're recording this just as Caleb was getting back from DC. And I was sitting in in Argo T And Caleb walks in with a giant rolling suitcase, and how long were you there in D.C., Caleb? One and a half days. (laughs) Maybe
3: two days if you count, like, half of one day and half of the next. You know. So you
2: obviously pack light.
3: I do pack light. You never know, like, when you might need a sombrero for, like, going out to a Mexican night. Oh my god. And it's opening night. Like, what if someone else is wearing your outfit and you have to run back upstairs and change? Yeah. Good point. And my my hashtag for visiting DC is making a scene in DC.
2: Making a scene in DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where did that come from?
3: Mm, you know,
2: being an extra. Just extra. Yeah.
3: Extra
2: extra. Extra extra. Read all about it. <laughs> That's not <an on-top>. so. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're doing a shorter version of our usual uh, weekly kiki here. Um. So there won't be any of the segments you love this week. There's not going to be a Merch Madness. Or a movie moment. Or a movie moment, because we are working our booties off for live, live, live. For our live show, which if you're listening to this the day it is released, you could still come. Yeah, it's going to be tomorrow. Thursday, November 16th at 7 p.m. At the Jim Waldman Studios. It's free
3: seating. We will take donations yeah. for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS. Yep, we're gonna have a red
2: bucket, honey. We are full a out. A red bucket and some red wine. And white wine. And white wine. For free. For free. Please come out and bring a friend. Come on, it's gonna be fun. It's free. It's not gonna be that long. And you, you know, you're probably sitting at home watching Netflix anyway. <gasps> Speaking of Netflix. Have you all been watching Big Mouth? Yes, it is so good it's ridiculously it is so good yeah like it's so funny yeah and so spot on
3: so watch an episode of Big
2: Mouth tonight and yeah and, and come, come to our show to tomorrow. our live show on Thursday November 16th at 7 p.m. at Jen Wallman Studios Jen is a literal genius mm-hmm. and you know people pay a lot of money for her classes we're gonna we're gonna talk to her and you're gonna get some sage advice for free. I don't know what's better than that. Well, yeah, what's the problem, people? No, I don't see any. I don't see. Come any. on, come on out. We're gonna have a great wrench madness. We're gonna have a movie moment. We're gonna have audition horror stories. We're uh-huh. gonna have everything you love. And we'll have a little game. We'll have laughs. We'll have fun. Laughs. Good and time. time. Yes. Yeah, so come on out. Um, and yeah, that's all we that's all we gotta say for you right now. We gotta we gotta get back to work on this live show. I know. But first.
1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW
2: Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We've got a guest. Yeah, we have an amazing guest this week. Um, Guys, here's our interview with Alex Brightman. (laughs) Woohoo! Guess mm. Alex Brightman is here, Tony nominee.
0: Alex Brightman, what's up? Hey guys, not much, just you hanging know. out. I like the <laughs> I, there's two types of podcasts, there's one where people talk at a certain volume, and then there's one where people go, And we're here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's my broadcasting voice, I love it. It's okay. very yeah. NPR, Especially it only for the stays, it
3: stays around for like the intro, and then we just kind of, yeah, it's and very yelling can, after yeah, that. It's yeah. very
2: yeah. fresh air, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah,
2: totally Radio Lab. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the best.
0: What's uh, up, man? nada it's a gloomy day in New York Horrible. City but it didn't start that way so most of my day was pretty nice yeah. I got two shots uh, in like, my arm okay Patron uh, of Patron <laughs> <laughs> and
2: uh, what else? When I, when I got up this morning to vote it said it would be 40 degrees uh, I must have missed the torrential downpour
0: I missed that too and I'm down with 40 degrees I'm Me always too. hot I love getting my coat on hot on the inside so at colder weather I'd rather be able to put too
3: much on I yeah. like yesterday when it was like a little bit cool. I'm more of a Florida gal. I want to yeah. talk
2: just
0: about
3: weather. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so welcome to our weather podcast.
0: <laughs> We're your weather girls. That's really when you know you've left, you've, you've, uh, left everything <laughs> uncovered. <laughs> you just started. What else are we talking about? We've, we've uh, managed to do that two minutes Outside in. It is raining. I'm trying to think what else I did. I mean, I did a, so much today. Today was yeah. a very crowded day, and thankfully got all done before it was raining.
2: Yeah, same, same for us, actually. We had a busy day, um, but, you know, that's
0: here we are now. We're
2: excited to sit down and yeah. talk with you on our podcast. I
0: was thrilled to come here. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm a fan of yours, and I just met you. And I think you're a fan already, right? For the listeners at home, I'm a fan of Elliot's. And I just met Caleb. Yeah, because it's an audio medium. That's right. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) So uh, we want to just start off our podcast like most things, most interviews start. Uh, Tell our listeners um, your, you know, your path. What was Young Alex like getting interested in theater and then uh, all the
0: way up to moving
2: to the Big Bad Apple?
0: Young Alex was a... He likes performing. Turn your goddamn. I know. Damn. Oh. Yeah, I know.
3: Usually like better. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. Oh my There's god. There's no phones in
0: the theater. This is weather, and now this. Oh, this is what we're Jesus, talking about. Sorry. This is. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're okay. just gonna go. Thanks. This is the I'm last episode of Equity I'm One. Gonna, I'm gonna leave next. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right. No, yeah. I. I was always performing something. Like I was always loud and always uh, in people's business when I was young, 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 mm-hmm. young, and would and didn't see theater till I was about eight which was in New York City, I had grandparents that live outside of the city, and they took me to see Broadway shows, and I saw a show, I saw Cats. That was I my first Broadway show. At the Winter Garden, yes. and I uh, didn't care for it Terrifying. too much, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember, well my brother right next to me, I tell the story all the time, and I omit this part, usually, because it's sort of like has nothing to do with it, yeah. but this is worth telling. My brother was next to me, we were in the Mez, and on the, there was a moment in the, in the top where they climb up the mez, Yeah. And my brother, who's younger, a year younger, on. Yeah. Yeah, a year younger than me, <laughs> was in his I mean sobbing in his seat crying. He's seven, I'm eight, or what seven, Hated six. It. And I just didn't get it. I didn't know what it was, but I also mm-hmm. think it's interesting and worth saying that I didn't know what theater was. Like I fascinate oh, yeah, I, right. I fascinated on because I think there there was a time when we were kids where we didn't know what a table was. We didn't know what a microphone was. We didn't know right. what the theater was. Sure. So this was my first I didn't see any this was the first theater I saw. I didn't go to wow. a like I, I didn't, I couldn't put it together. The Certainly. lights, the sound, everything at once. This was a show, and whatever it was, I remember being like, "Oh, this is cool." Mm-hmm. And I remember intermission where the the big uh, old Deuteronomy is there, sitting on the, sitting there, yeah. yeah. uh, people can kind of go up and chat. I was like, "All of this fascinates me." Yeah. But what fascinated me more, and I just said this um, to someone the other day that I just, and it's worth again, I think it's worth saying out loud, uh, that. To this day, it still fascinates me that people come into a theater on their own, that people come, one they stumble two, off three, the street. Yeah, yeah. Well, they stumble the street, all walks of life, maybe they've had tickets for four years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they all get there at a certain time that they've been asked to. Mm-hmm. They all sit down one by one, whatever. And then the show starts, and then right away, hopefully, they stop becoming single people and become one audience mm-hmm. for two hours. And yeah. that is, I think, a miracle. Yeah. I mean, truly, I'm not a religious person. I just think it's crazy that that's a conceit that we've all just followed no one since, like, yeah, it? No well, one, since yeah. like Festus or Euripides, it's like people have been like, "We're gonna face this way, and you're gonna face that way, and then you're gonna shut the fuck up for an hour." Or two. Yeah, and everyone went, "Got it." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shakespeare with cool. yeah. the, the throwing of the tomatoes, right? Yeah. But it's just cra- It still fascinates me to this day that people sit down and are living their lives, and and they have their shit going on, yeah. and, and so do the actors. And then you go places, and here we go, and the curtain rises, and everyone goes. Mm. Oh, right. It's just silly. we need This is a thing we need to do. Yeah.
3: Well, I think there's a problem nowadays that, like, when I see a show, I saw Hamilton and I paid for standing room my yeah. 40, 30 bucks. The person in front of me was texting for a lot of it. I'm like, sir, you probably pay like, 900 bucks to sit right in front of me. Like, people do
0: have to learn sometime to act yeah. in a the theater. Like, it's, t- it's tough. And it's, it's getting tougher. And that's we're what getting... makes me crazy. Because it yeah. used to be this, uh, you know, the best thing... Uh, the Dave Chappelle uh, model. He he. Mm-hmm. Uh, his shows, uh, like some movies I just found out are doing now. Some premieres are taking the audience's phones. They're collecting them. Oh, put oh, them wow, in, like put in a pocket, like a fishbowl. In the, the little thing, and they and they give them. Yeah. You know, they give them a card of the head, sort phone of like, check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, phone check. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle does it so that his specials maintain pure, sure. so that no one leaks them online. No one this and the other thing. Yeah, yes. Right. But I think it should be just I think it should be like standard practice at theaters that there should be like a wave signal that just knocks out cell phones. They shouldn't be able to get a signal in a theater. There's a yeah. new
3: like you know like airplane mode there's like a theater mode that they're making. I yeah, think the I, problem is like emergencies though. What do you do like if an
0: emergency happens? But if an
2: emergency happens in a theater that's what the... the you mean, you mean stand outside outside the theater? Her.
0: You mean somebody gets a phone call saying your mother was in a car accident? Yes, I, mean, I get, I understand that, and I, you, so I've actually been. Someone made the argument to me where it's like, well, what if you know, what if I'm expecting mixed uh, results from a, what if I'm expecting medical news? Yeah, and I go, then you shouldn't be seeing a show. Yeah, right. I mean, that's true. So I, yeah. I, I get it to an extent. Yeah. I do. I you know I don't think we should be in an underground bunker seeing shows. I do yeah. think we should have connection to the outside world in case something dangerous is happening. That'd be but a true I do hope. think there should be a sign. I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. I want people just be. It be yeah, <laughs> yeah, Just That's, Don't use your phone. It's yeah. nuts. I mean, and really, it's as as if they just. It's defiance and it's egotism and yeah. it's uh, narcissism. When it's like you know, oh yeah, I heard the announcement, but I'm not like these other people. Right. And yeah. they pull out their phones, they take a picture right up top, and they go, and they put it in their pocket and go, "What? Well, it was just at the top." I go, "But you're not supposed to take it at all." Yeah. Right. It drives me. I have such. We could do three hours on yeah. theater yeah. etiquette. I think it's like good. I should so write Buckle up. up, folks. This is our <laughs> three-hour edition. I should write a book. <laughs> really, it's like it just would be a rant. It'd be like a George Carlin-esque rant I about theater etiquette. The young skipping Al- ahead. The young Alex saw it, loved loved theater as a thing, mm-hmm. and then waited a, a year because he couldn't, I was like one year too young to do the community theater sure. uh, in San Jose, California, where I'm from. Saratoga more specifically. Mm-hmm. And did theater, and then from that moment on played Tiny Tim in A Christmas Carol. And Amazing. the joke in my family is that he hasn't grown since. <laughs> and, uh, I liked it. I just like it. I also figured out that life is supposed to be fun too early.
3: Uh, A lot of kids think that
0: school is like a very important thing, which Mm -hmm. it is. But Mm -hmm. it's—I figured out really early on that I was like, I don't need to know math. I don't even know history. Like, if I want to, I could. Yeah. But I figured out way too young of an age to go. Oh, this is just going to be a fun life. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one could no one could prove me otherwise. Uh, Sure. Once you kind of call them out, you have to be. Well, what someone said, have. "Okay, well, what if you're a famous actor and then you um, you need to do your taxes?" And I go, and I said, I remember being like 15 and, or like 13 and being like, "Well, I'll have a guy for that." Yeah, <laughs> that's because I've watched like shows <laughs> where like I've watched enough Entourage you know, and I've taken care. Of. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Did you did you go to um, to college for music theater? I went to NYU uh, at Tisch, uh, which at that point was being touted to me, at least, as mm-hmm. the greatest school for musical theater ever, and mm-hmm. I don't do a ton of research to this I still don't. Sure. I mean it's just a thing I don't cross-reference anything. Right. Um, I just went, cool, I'm gonna go there then. And I right. wanted to go to New York. Yeah. And I'd been in New York a number of times to see shows. Yeah. So I just knew that's where I wanted to end up. And so I auditioned and poor grades or not, had a great audition and they were just they took me on that. Yeah. And I wanted to go to Cap Twenty One because mm-hmm. at that point it was still part of NYU. Right. And then as I auditioned, I remember in New York going like, I think I kinda maybe want to go to the Atlantic Theater Company to do more like serious. You know, sure. not that musical theater's not serious, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do more, I all of a sudden was like, maybe I should do plays. And then because mm-hmm. I know already know how to sing, yeah. or at least I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And but then they took me into cap. Mm-hmm. So I did cap and I kinda didn't love it for a long time. Like for most of it. Okay. And then stopped going after a while. After my second year, I knew I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know where to go. So I auditioned. They were putting up at the uh, Playwrights Horizons mm-hmm. Theater uh, yeah. Yeah. at NYU, was doing a new musical theater practicum that they were building from the ground up and wanted like a, a guinea pig test about a student sure. like, oh, to damn. come do an acting-based musical theater program. And I was like, Fierce. that's what I want to do. Yeah. So I auditioned and got into that. And I was really excited about it. Went came in for a week or two. The playwrights thing, and then that week I also was auditioning all summer mm-hmm. and got a uh, couple offers to do shows, which sort of starts to t- sort of starts to navigate what you're like. Yeah. Okay, well if I can do that now, I should probably do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of those offers was to go to L.A. and do uh, the play, The History Boys. Yeah. At yeah. Mm-hmm. it would be the first production with the National that was not with the original company. Yeah. And I got to play a really amazing role. Yeah. I get to play the gay kid, Posner, a Great show. and it was so far out of my comfort zone, and I loved doing it in the callback in the audition, and, yeah. and when I got the chance to do it, I dropped out of school without telling my parents. I just right. went no, like, to the admissions this is a famous story I mean, amongst my family and, and on a couple of other shows but it's like <laughs> I went to the admissions office and I, they said how can we help you and I said how do I drop out of school is what I said because mm-hmm. I didn't know how do you phrase it Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to run them through the story okay well I hate school sure. yeah. I got this thing and they, they you know I'm expecting them to go well hang on and I go, how do I drop out of school? And they pointed to an office.
3: And you're like, cool, I was like, cool, happen cool. often here? Yeah? Like, great. Uh, and
0: so I walked into the office, said the same thing to that guy, and he put me on an academic leave, which I imagine I'm still on. Great. Um, oh. And then a couple days later, I called my parents and, and mm-hmm. said, I have good news. I'm about to save you guys $100,000. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. I have great uh, news all around. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were a little, uh, they are awesome. So yeah. it wasn't ever like, you know, they're not, they knew me from a very young age. Right. So I did it. They were a little worried because they were like okay well what's gonna happen now it's a free fall yeah decides to you know do something off the beaten path and then they came to opening night in LA they were still in California from from yeah perfect so they drove up to LA drove down to LA and um I remember they were like this is the best decision you could have ever made yeah yeah and then after that I thankfully I mean with minor breaks in between haven't stopped working which is super amazing that is and super lucky
3: so if you're still on academic leave, if you wanted to go back, what would you go back for? <laughs> like, yeah, a a question. Question. you've done so many things now, you're like, okay,
0: let's go back to school for this. No, like, it's so funny. I, it's it's a great question, because yeah. I remember getting asked, well, if you couldn't act, what would you do? And no, like, not said, that, that's not the question. Well, right? no, I know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's an interesting, because my, my answer for a long time was I'd be homeless. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's a stupid answer, yeah. but I don't believe in that anymore. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely want to teach something. I like teaching mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. Um, but I have my brother's wife is an inpatient psychologist and has like these incredible stories of just listening and and coping people through people that can't leave the hospital yeah. these are the ones yeah. that like you know she has to go in the hospital sure. to do therapy with these people mm-hmm. something something there yeah maybe is what I would go back for mm-hmm. um, but I just don't think they need another one of me in that world <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd leave the hospital because I'd get in there try to teach them they'd lock me up for being a patient. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I think. Like, how did you get out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd be the one of the doctors out, they'd be like, mm, "Take that out." <laughs> I think that's an interesting like
2: thing. We've had people on the podcast before that like studied like you know like social anthropology, sure. Yeah. And it all it all kind of stems f- from the same place, I think, as an actor. Like, so do you think that those things are connected? Like the yeah. inter- just, just f- interested in in how people
0: work. Yeah, I think that, and also to dovetail the yeah. the History Boys thing, it was the first time I got to play. A character. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to that point, I'd played things that were like, well, obviously, and that one was like, okay, he's like gay and 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 he's very effeminate and, mm-hmm. and he's romantic, like very romantic about everything and all these things. I wasn't necessarily that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of more all of that now, which is fun. Super gay. Super gay. Oh, yeah. and, effeminate. <laughs> and um, but it, I got to really really go left and do a yeah. character mm-hmm. and it was the first time I like kind of found out without knowing what the term was that I was a character actor that mm-hmm. I would I would say that that's what I would that's what sure. I am um, and so I think a character actor innately most actors but character actors especially they are keen to people's quirks, and, and right totally, away yeah. can see what makes people you— People watching. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. people watching is a huge thing. People judging. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but like seeing what makes people them and go like, how, so how does he hold himself? That's interesting. Yeah. How yeah. does he do that? I just saw—I just performed at the Steve Martin gala last night mm-hmm. uh, for the Drama League, and the picture they used was a picture of him standing over a table, and everyone was like, it's a great picture. And the first thing I noticed is that he's leaning on his fingers like this. Impressive. Uh, and all I said was like, wow, his fingers are very load-bearing. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what interested yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's that less about, like, that's Steve Martin. I was like, what is this? Yeah, what is going on? And why? Ever? And why did you, you know, so I don't know. That always, so I guess, yeah, that was an interesting thing. I never thought about that. But, yeah, I think a lot of actors and writers and creative people, um, they enjoy other people. Totally yes, well, like them or not, they enjoy them. No. Right, it, you know, because, yeah. like, some of the best characters ever are shitheads. I just wrote something a, lo- like a year ago that was on my time hop that I was like, I wrote that? Cool. It was something about, <laughs> like, oh, nothing, pushes, nothing pushes a story along quicker than an idiot. Well, which yeah, is, like, if sure. you look well, at any show, act yeah. like they it, just do, they, well, just do, they do it in like sparks. It. They, like, they yeah. literally, they, you know, everything could be fine. And they're like, they're like clowns in a circus. Yeah, they, their absolutely. only job is to, is to wreak havoc. Yeah. And it's like, everything's going fine, and they bash through a window. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now you have glass on the floor. Yeah. That's conflict, and that's story. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other than that, everything would be fine. Yes. Yeah, so that's interesting. Idiot. Yeah, Ooh. That. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. When did you make your Broadway debut? 2008 in Glory Days. Yes. Yeah. Well. That's the yeah
2: wanted we wanted to, we, we good, want to talk about that a
0: great time I was technically n- did you make your debut didn't yeah. I, I? I was on the stage on opening night at bows yeah uh-huh. because they brought me uh-huh. and and uh, my really dear friend Jeremy Woodard who I've now done a number of shows with mm-hmm. including School of rock we were the two swings making our Broadway debuts there were five out of six Broadway debuts in that show Wow and uh, we got on the stage we bowed we had a, an amazing party uh-huh uh, I'll never forget that night because it was like I thought. I think the big phrase I said a lot of the time was like first Broadway show by 30 First Broadway show by thirty. Uh-huh. First Broadway show by thirty. And I was like nineteen years old when I got yeah. that show, and I was living so like a king in my head. I was like, "Well, this sure. is this like it. Paid the big bucks. Well, this like is, like is a, it. Yeah. I'm like I could sit backstage. I bought. <laughs> I went on eBay." I remember I got my first paycheck, uh-huh. which is which is not small when you're 19 years old and you have made no, paid no money your whole life. What's your first? You know, I worked at Jamba Juice before that. That's what I worked yeah. at. for two years. I worked at one of the very Big first Jamba fan. Juices in, Jamba Juice, in California. Yeah. So it was like the happiest place on earth. Wow. Long story short, I came here to be a training person uh-huh. here, and it's a very different scene over here in New York sure. with the Jamba Juice. Very unimpressed, but <laughs> i, I was making you know minimum wage. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so you get that check, and so what I did. <laughs> I was, you know, basketball players buy their mom's A house. Cars. Yeah. cars yeah. And, and I went on eBay and I bought the entire Collection of Goosebumps books.
1: Yes, because I used to
0: yes. read them all the time. That's uh-huh. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was. It, I'm not obsessed with them. I'm still not. But I was like, what's something interesting and odd that I could like line our dressing room with? And I did. Yeah. I bought all of them, and they came in a huge box. And it was like the greatest. Oh my god, that's so funny. And so funny. I put them all out there, and then we closed. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> bitch, I have to pack these that up again. That was exactly <gasps> what it was. also where do I put them? They were not going to stay at my house. They were never meant to stay did at my house. Did you sell them or do you still have them? I sold them back. I think I sold them because you away them right away I flipped take it up. back I flipped I love them. Yeah. I'm I a Goosebumps flip salesman
3: <laughs> what I loved about Goosebumps was the cover art it was, it was all yeah. It was, yeah, incredible Yeah, um, so good yeah. I remember the family at the picnic
0: table when they took a picture with the camera and turned S- them into skeletons say cheese and die is what the title is yeah I do know a lot about them. I'm not, like, obsessed, but I do know... I did read all of them. I love that. Yeah. I, I don't think I can name a title of one. Yeah. Oh, I had a And few. they
3: had a TV show, too, that I watched. Yeah, sure. yeah they did have yeah, a TV yeah, show, yeah.
0: and I
2: had all the VHSs. I get, maybe I am obsessed. It's on maybe. Netflix, I think, too,
3: because I watched them recently. <laughs> oh, they are? I was yeah, watch that again. There's, like, a
2: Phantom of the High School drama. That's
0: correct. Show. It's Phantom of
2: the Opera, but done in a high school. It's yeah. fantastic. I love that. I'm a big fan of Phantom of the Megaplex. Anyone? The DCOM? Perfect.
0: Um... <sighs> Anyway. <laughs> uh, but so we did Glory Days, and that was fun. And I, it's an amazing show. The album is excellent. Yeah. It's on and Spotify. And the music is great. It's on Spotify or iTunes if you want to buy it. Um, and... Uh, Do you get rolled? Uh, <laughs> I get nothing from it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. I'm just doing it for my friend Nick Blatmeyer. Um <laughs> And then the next day I got a phone call that said we had a company meeting, and we got there, and... Uh, our producers weren't there yet, but the six of us were and we kind of had an idea what was maybe going mm-hmm. on But you when you have that idea you're like all right, so we're closing so a week two weeks Maybe the end of the month sure whatever we opened May 8th I think May 6th may one of those things mm-hmm. and so we're like maybe we just run out the end of May mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this has been fun, yeah. right? And then two like teenage girls with their iPhone one i mean, it was like right around when iPhone was like a thing everyone had yeah. one mm-hmm. and they knocked on the door of, of circle in the square And they said it's on Playbill. You guys are closed and so we, that's how we found out we were closed. Because it was still like the first time that, that Playbill was doing that. Wow. Right. Like announcing show closure, but we didn't know. Because none of us were like actively checking. That's the, right. Yeah, know, you didn't know. It was oh, yeah, still, yeah. What was it, 2008? So no one was like actively, it wasn't like you were Swing attached to you your phone the just now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have so, an iPhone in 2008. Right, and so, yeah, it was that. so we found out from two like 12-year-old girls that we had closed. <sighs> and then our producers kind of strode in and we were like, we got it, we already heard <laughs> Packed our dressing rooms, got our ba- went to all over the equity building, got our checks, and I called my parents and I was like, Remember when you guys said you were going to let the show run a couple weeks before you came to see it? You missed it. Missed it. Yes. But then I got the ultimate consolation prize, and I got, in six months later, I was in Wicked. Yeah. yeah. Literally next door. That's pretty good. For Up two upstairs, years. To, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which was a blast. Uh, it was a, I was just talking to a friend of mine from college who's in, been in the show now for four years, mm-hmm. and he's I was like, Is it still fun? He's like, It's a blast. It's Woodstock. It's completely sold sure. out every night. It's yeah, so you look out they and see yeah, people. Yeah. Incredible every night, knowing you know you you know waking up that morning you're gonna have a job. Yeah, it's yeah, never and it relevant. will be packed to the gills. Yeah, uh, that was fun. That was a good time. Uh, and then I felt a little stale. There. Sure. Well,
2: I mean i I think that I think that that is can be a common theme sometimes. I mean sometimes what? when you're uh, things getting stale. Stale. Sure. In that. Yeah. Um, because I mean. Uh, I understand. Any
0: long-running show, It's a though, long-running yeah, show. It becomes a job, It exact- sucks. That's what I started to feel. Yeah. I didn't love that. Yeah, I still don't love that. I get it now more than ever. Um, sure. I never, I was a young, again, still pretty young. I was like 20, 21 mm-hmm. in that. And um, it was the first time I'd realized about people being really good at their job, but being dispassionate about their job. Mm-hmm. which is weird yeah it's to, to watch somebody crush choreography and just be completely dead behind their eyes yeah I had never seen that before and I didn't understand that these people didn't care and I was like what do you mean you don't care
3: it's hard comparing and, like, like my jobs <laughs>
0: and dreams yeah. and like this is my life. It's, it's hard yeah. this is the happiest place on earth what are you doing yeah but when you're right? trying to raise right? like kids and have health care sure. like you again I understand yeah. it but I don't get it like I totally understand yeah. that like I need this job for health insurance weeks Okay, but also can you just maybe pepper in the fact that you're having a blast? Yeah, right. And that you could be working at an eight-hour cubicle job mm-hmm. and no one applauds for you at the end or asks for your autograph? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's crazy what we do. It's insane it's what in, we Yeah, do. it's bananas. It's, if, if an alien came down and didn't know Earth and said, what is this, how could you possibly yeah. describe that to them? I mean, literally, how do you describe that to somebody who's never seen what we do? That's what
3: we're talking about, is like introducing theater to non-theater people. Like, how do you like, <laughs> How does that even like, how do you get yeah, people interested? Yeah, and an alien, yeah. I mean, that
2: would be, Yeah. I mean, maybe they'd live. Maybe they'd just
0: get it. They <laughs> would totally get it. You know what mean? Kinda I mean? That's kind of true, because, I wonder yeah. if they have their own kind of Broadway. Their own how theater. great would that be? be I do want to be, be I, I want to take a sincere moment to be, I, wanted, I want to be on this Earth when we discover life on other planets.
3: Yeah, I do so oh, yeah. badly want to be
0: alive for that. Do
3: you think we've already discovered it? and We just
0: haven't announced it. They're, you know what? That's a great, a great question because yeah. I do have those. I'll get on a conspiracy theory right away. Uh, well, I love a the conspiracy, conspiracy theory. I'm into, I'm into it. I'm into it. I won't. I won't get the ghost hunting equipment. I won't buy the stuff. Yeah. But I will definitely go deep Del- into YouTube, Reddit. Three Google hours later, later,
3: you're like, <laughs> where the fuck am I? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Post yeah. the fact. I'll. I look up nine eleven shit still all the time. I'm not that um, much of a conspiracy yeah, guy crazy. on that,
2: but like... Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Of course, but I love how they edit them. They're, they're so oh, well, like, yes. iMovie garbage. It's so
3: it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. But
0: I'll get in. I'll
2: go. I'll, I'll stay up.
0: I'll stay up real late. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Recently, what I've gotten stuck on is abandoned places on YouTube. Somehow I got on one, and then I got on five. And I'm just in bed with a video like two feet away from my face just watching like hotels that are abandoned and people break in and they just film it. They're just walking through? Yeah. Are they saying anything? No, they're like, this is the the lobby. and Look, they got these pamphlets still here. But they're not ghost hunting. No, they're just like, this is a cool-ass building that's been abandoned
0: since 1985. Interesting. I love that shit. I don't know if I'd be interested in that, but I've never seen it. Yeah, Yeah. You guys, we should look at one. No. This is supposed, supposed to be about me. Yeah, yeah, this no, is. Sorry, we, we yes, got. It's not about abandoned buildings. We got, so. no, wait. Are you. <laughs> left? Try. i off track. being said, I do live <laughs> in an abandoned building. <laughs> you weren't like just squatting like yeah, that's, how, that's how I <laughs> save all my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I've been on Broadway really for like good. the last five years and I just have lived in an abandoned building. So I have that's stacks really of cash. That's amazing. <laughs> that's right. I wish. So that's the, the wisdom you want to impart on the children is yeah, hide the money squat. in your walls. Yeah. <laughs> hide money in your walls because the gover- I don't trust the government. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know enough to not trust the government. How about that? Um
2: well let's move now to I want to talk about big fish a little bit. Because uh, it seems like the best. Yeah, yeah, big fish it it's it seemed to garner so much love in the community. And then something it's I think it's interesting when things just don't connect or they're, they're like, like they're yeah, yeah. like months too late or months too early or yeah. you know what
0: happens there big so uh, big fish I'm a huge this is gonna make sense I promise I'm a huge stand up comedy fan mm-hmm. and there are like different types of comedians and one of the types of comedians is called a comedian's comedian which is mm-hmm. like whether or not you're in the business or not, this is a comedian for like the com- like comedians get this. comedian. Mitch yeah. Hedberg is a comedian's comedian. Sure, like they were they would flock to go. They would pay money to see him. Uh-huh. I think Big Fish was a show person's show. Sure. Okay. And sometimes those run the risk of not being commercial successes because yeah. they're so. Artsy, artsy, like, yeah. and ego-driven. Like you're in the audience as an actor, going like, "I wish I was in this," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Totally. And when you're in it, you're like, "This is," you know. I think a hair was a similar thing when yeah. you form like this family. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, it's like it's. I just think that there is like a theater person's show, mm-hmm. and I think it remains to be. Um, but we so we put it up, and it was like as we were putting it up, I among everyone else in the cast went, "This is going to be the biggest hit on Broadway." yeah in a long time and it's gonna be a big huge hit and it's gonna be like the next kind of wickety kind of thing I can see that, yeah. because it had the right people it had yeah. the right on every side of it had the right people um, it had the right uh, source material yeah, yeah. design mm-hmm. it was the first time projection was being used in that way um, and so it was all just all the chips are in our favor and then I have a theory about okay. it's not a conspiracy theory <laughs> I have a theory of why I think things went south and how and quickly yeah, because uh, in Chicago we got a pretty decent
2: yeah. reviews
0: and we got decent reviews and people loved it so we came in on this great wave and then during previews sold out to the yeah. walls so then if you remember what the theater looked like it was it's a Neil it? Simon okay okay mm-hmm. which is where Katz is now mm-hmm. um, and it's it was all decorated with, do you remember? The daffodils. The, the daffodils, daffodils yeah. right? Okay, so it's a huge theater decorated with green and daffodils all over the place, and it says big fish, and it says live, love, dream, bigger, mm-hmm. right? And it says big fish, and it's this beautiful yeah. font. And, but in Chicago, we had a different artwork. We had this thing where it's like a guy in the foreground holding a suitcase, and in front of him is this vast expanse with a circus and woods Yeah, and this, right, yeah, yeah. and it's just this, I just got chills saying it actually, yeah. and there's balloons flying into the sky, and you're like, what? Yeah. And so I think, if my money says, if I had, if I was a parent of two kids, and I'm walking by that theater, and I, and I if I had to design the theater, I would have put, because in the show there's a witch, a giant, and yeah. you, 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 you put them all over the doors, you put them all over the theater. It's telling like a... Yeah. Tons of stories, yeah. tons of things and big crazy costumes and sets. You put that on the theater. You have those both those kids going, I want to see the show with the witch in it. I want to see the mm-hmm. show with the giant in it. Yeah. You do the same thing with the artwork we had. You pass by, they go, uh, flowers? Nah. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a romantic novel. I mean sure. it, I think that there was a number of things, but I do think that that, uh, again, gorgeous artwork, because mm-hmm. it really was beautiful yeah. and stunning. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, the family show aspect got taken away because kids were like, why would we see this show? Sure. Uh, that's my theory. Also, you're kind of like, up there at the Neil Summit.
3: You're a little bit higher up off the main drag. Yeah, you're right. You're across from Jersey Boys, but yep. you're getting an older audience. Well, well, like,
2: it's all, like... And something I think is interesting, too, is I think it has such... I think it has a unique perspective as, like, a, like a father and, like, son kind of feel, which is not something a lot of, like, shows get. And yeah. I think that's an appeal to, like bring men into theater we like straight white them. men but if, but if but if they're you know if the the marquee is just all flowers, flowers they're like, that's tough. not very good I think a number
0: of other things I would think you know obviously what factored in we did we got a lukewarm review in mm-hmm. the times which was kind and uh whatever I mean I don't again I don't read reviews until after I'm done with the show Mm -hmm. so I didn't know that until I I knew that we had gotten a lukewarm review I didn't care for the details Mm -hmm. right but I always just go to the stage door for my I'm like yeah Yeah, yeah, these people like the show and they were they were flipping over it so when we got the news I remember we bowed No, that's not true at the end of the show there's a funeral that we all have to change from our from our uh, wacky costumes into like Mm -hmm. suits Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was really quick really quiet quick change that we have to do, because it's Will and his dad in the center, and he yeah. dies. So it's really quiet. And we got back there, and we're changing. And all of a sudden, we kind of look up, and we notice we see, like, Susan Stroman. And then we see, like, a couple of our producers, and they're in the wings. And we're like, this is weird. This is weird. And then, like, we all at the same time, like, got changed. And then as the thing went up, we go we all, I imagine, at the same time, we're like, oh, no. I know what this means. Because mm-hmm. we all had been in shows before. And we're like, oh, my God, wait a minute. What? And so we, the show comes down, and we, they tell everyone to stay on stage, mm-hmm. and so now we're kind of clear what's going on. Yeah. Now people start crying. There's a couple of, you know, a mm-hmm. couple of things going on. People holding each other, and they tell us, and we didn't know what to do. We, we really, I remember that night. We all went out to uh, 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 Valhalla that bar, uh-huh. uh, and we all were like, qu- just we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, um, and it was just so strange. So that was our closing notice night. Three days later, I broke my leg in the oh. show. And so I didn't finish the show. So it was like double depressing for me. Uh, And then, like, (laughs) this is a story I have told before, but it's Uh three. So that happened three days. November 10th, we get our closing notice. November 13th, I break my leg and don't know yet that I'm not going to be in the show forever. About a week and a half later, maybe I'm bastardizing some of these details, but it makes the story more compelling. Uh Mm -hmm. A week and a half later, uh, my girlfriend breaks up with me of five years. Great. While I'm sitting on the couch, uh, you know, Going through emotions. Go like, yeah, that. sure. I mean, listen, this isn't a story. This this story is not She's that she did this to me. This story yeah. just happens to be one of the details. It just is happened. that we broke up. Uh, so it was this really massively weird fall-winter. Um, yeah. And then the show closed. And it was just this weird... It just was very weird. Because we really, truly thought we were going to run forever. forever. Totally. Yeah. Wow. It was, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Did you go on vacation no, afterwards? So. I would go to, like, Florida... What did I do? No, I had to recoup. I had to keep my leg on a couch for... You can't do that. S- I wrote. I, that's, when yeah, I you know, yeah. that's when I started kind of like writing in earnest. I was like, I had time and, um, you know, time to spare, certainly. Yeah. So yeah. I caught it. I got all my TV shows done, and then I bought a desk and a, an a, a office chair, and I just sat and wrote whatever came out and so it wasn't like diary shit yeah, it, was like it was like scripts and stupid ideas for I wrote a children's book and I you know and so all that came yeah. out exercised out mm-hmm. and then I had to move to Queens <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. with Gilbert Bailey oh, Broadway's Gilbert. Gilbert Bailey who put my put my life back together bit by bit because I was going through that breakup yeah you need a friend uh, and then that was that and then I went on <laughs> Tinder and I had the time of my life for nine months or maybe a year, who knows. And, uh-huh. uh, and I met my fiancée. Your fiancée, hey. honey. Right. You put a ring on it.
2: Yeah, I did. When are you guys getting married? May, May. Wow. That's right. Can't wait. It's going to be nice then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope. Hopefully not... Horrible Depending like it is right back now. to the weather. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean who knows? Well we the, we the earth might explode before then, but it, at least like, possible at the very least I know I got engaged before that happened. Don't be yeah. half of like the Death Star, like still like Whatever. <laughs> Again, I'm not I'm not worried about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about School of Rock. Yeah. Fine. Let's talk about I mean, I'm sure you talk you've talked about it a lot, I'm yeah, sure. But
0: I, I tend to I tend to, to drudge up new shit if if new shit comes up. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, how did how did that come about? Because I think it's interesting talking about how new musicals get developed, how oh, people yeah. get involved in in um, creating them, being part of
0: the original and how to, company. Yeah, how to ingratiate yourself in the company of billionaires. Yeah, that's what that was, that's what that felt like. Um, uh, it was very odd. I mean, it was the, the shorter. I, I keep trying to find the shortest way to, to do this story because yeah. it's, it's a, it is long winded and it's I, I, I part of my business. Part part of my career has been making the right friends. Sure. um, And making the right fans out of people because I audition well mm -hmm. and I think the reason I do and I teach this in a class Mm -hmm. that it's not your job to get a job. It's That's never your job. When you walk in that room your job is not to get a job. Your job is to make a fan out of everyone in that room and then leave. And the bonus part about that is getting a job. Yeah. So I've done that a lot and so this was a uh, a factor of that because Tara Rubin who has been my champion for a very long time readings and shows um always kind of thinks, it, I'm always sort of high on her list when it mm-hmm. comes to like we need dudes for readings, and and, like, hey. and she knows that I do improv, and she knows that I'm kind of a yes man. And, and I sure. and I have historically, with other readings and workshops, have helped elevate material. So that's what she knows about me. yeah So they needed help with the script uh, based on the movie School of Rock, and she asked me if I'd come in and read for a small role that was like a parent of the kid and then playing uh-huh. one of the kids. Because they had all the adults just playing around, sure, just right. to hear yeah. the material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It, basically, this whole table read was: Is this a show? Yeah. And 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 when will this be a show? Was, was it Andrew, a show? Wood Webber a part of it at oh, that yeah. point? Yeah, it was a part yeah. of the whole thing. Okay. this was a, they, all those guys to their credit were there the entire time. Okay, cool. Um, which, which was surprising. Yeah, Because you think, you know, billionaires, they just have to go to their other yeah. island. Right. Um, <laughs> England. That's right. <laughs> the <other> right. Island. <laughs> the, England, the other white island. Yeah. Um, and so we did this reading and I had a fine time doing it, but it was all, I think they would agree that it was an under, underdeveloped script, as uh-huh. most scripts are at that point. Uh, and it was just fine. It was good. Yeah. There was a couple songs that were half-baked, and I... We did. They, we were asked to sort of embellish a bit and, and go do other scenes again. Mm-hmm. And in on breaks, I was writing because that's what I do. And uh, the director took a shine to me, and he asked me what I was doing, and we chatted about writing and mm. blah 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 blah. By the end of the workshop, I know this now because I, I've now heard it from them mm-hmm. that they the guy that did uh, Dewey in the, in the table read is fantastic. His name's Cody Strand. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. He was in Mormon. Um, and I just think that it was just sort of one of those things where it just wasn't right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, this is great. It's gonna... It's, by the end of the week, they were like, we definitely gonna have a show. So, like, who's gonna do it? And Angela Weber's wife said, I think it's gonna be him. She pointed at me. Hmm. And I didn't know this. and Because I just had the, the feel, the right feel for yeah. that style of show yeah. and that kind of comedy. And so then, like, a couple weeks later, I was... They had announced the show for Broadway, by the way, during that week, which was like so weird. We're like, what? What? We're writing it still. It's (laughs) not even even a show. It's not even a show. And they announced it, like, the dates and shit. I was like, what? Um, And so I went in a couple weeks later while they were auditioning a bunch of kids to start getting, priming some kids to do this workshop. And uh, they had me play guitar, which I play, and that nobody knew I did, and... Then they sang some of the songs from, they were like, do you remember the songs?" I'll give it a shot. So I read over the guy's shoulder and mm-hmm. sang rock and roll, which is something I sang very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they started noticing that, and I started doing some scene work, and worked out. And so then I left. I didn't hear anything for a long time. And then they had like callbacks for the workshop mm-hmm. to play Dewey. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's very cool. I go to these callbacks, and there's me, and then I'm at this point, I'm super fit, because I was in Matilda. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like... I'm like fit, fitter than I've ever been in my whole life, and I'm this big amongst guys that look like Jack Black. At sure. The time. And the guys that look like James Corden. And guys yeah. that look like, you know, just big guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had heard names flying around. They wanted some named people to play the guy. So I was sort of just happy to be there. Yeah. yeah. And I walk in, and I do the scenes, and then do the songs, and I walked out. Felt all right. And then the intern came back out and said they want to see you back in there. I came back in. And Lawrence Connor, the director, said, "I want you to do all the twelve sides again—twelve pages of sides, yeah. uh, which is a lot." But yeah. You were like, and, well, yeah. And oh yeah, I so created I, it a
3: little bit, so like I had
0: hyper-focused on it, and I knew all, yeah. everything to a T. Yeah. I always memorized, so like that yeah. was never the problem. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, do it again." And he's like, "But improvise everything." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I said, like, "Do you just like make a scene up?" He's like, "No, use the structure of the scene, but like feel free to play around within it whenever you feel like it." And we're our, two readers, and they're like, they're going to try and keep up with you. And at this point, I had done improv my whole life. Sure. Yeah. So I was like... this like playground. I was just sort of like, no problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then 20 minutes go by, or 25 minutes go by, we did all this. I mean, they just let me go. Yeah. And I destroyed. I mean, I just like... I, I, I truly... <laughs> you know, a good comedian I mean, knows... I clearly, that, yeah. Well, yeah. I think a good comedian knows yes, when, when, when they've destroyed. Kill. yeah. And that was it. I mean, you look across the room, and it was just, like, devastation and uh, ruin. Yeah. And I felt great. I, now, I, yeah, I just said this on, actually, on, you know Ben uh, Cameron? Yes, I yeah, said this I on Ben's, Ben. I said this on Ben's ca- on podcast, but I... Uh, the Broadway cast. The Broadway cast, right. Yeah, so on Fun Playbill. But I said the same thing that I'm going to say to you, is that I, I always call my parents after my auditions, because it's just a thing that yeah. I do. Uh-huh. And I, my shorthand with them is, it was great, it was bad, it's never usually bad, uh-huh. but it's... I go. It was great, or I think it was good, but they're just probably looking for a redhead. Is what uh-huh. I say. Like, I think I did a really good job, but I don't yeah. think they were looking for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, then then there's a then there's the rare one, which I say, I don't even care if I got that. That was the most fun yeah. I've ever had. And that yeah, was one of those. I love those. Yeah. And I was just you're like, in the room, yeah. you're there, and I was like, there's no question that everybody in that room likes me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't care if they cast me. There's no question they like me. Like, That's I job done. Yeah. yeah. And so I left, and then I found out a couple of days later that I was going to play Dewey in the workshop, which was already more than I thought was sure. going on. Yeah. and then during the workshop rehearsals we'd done a couple runs for I guess the right amount of people and I got the phone call after a day of rehearsal uh, unexpectedly that we didn't know offers anything or about was anything to go on, yeah. and so I'm walking to the subway and I got the call 23rd and 7th Avenue and that they were going to let me do it on Broadway
2: so cool. And I just,
0: i am never, there's a, I mean, you, you wish that there was a camera there. Yeah, totally. Because I'm uh-huh. like, I remember it pretty clearly, but it was just like, there's no one around me. <laughs> yeah. There's no one to celebrate with. I have to go on the subway, and I remember thinking, I've said this too, but it's, again, it's, it's, if reliving it's always fun. Is I sat on the subway with a crowded bunch of people, just looking around, just knowing like, I had this secret. Yeah. Going like, I think this is a huge deal. Yeah. And then I came home, and everyone cried, and I taught my parents, told mm-hmm. my, my now fiancé. And, uh, and then a couple of days later, they or yeah, like a week later, when we started performances of this workshop, they announced it to the world, mm-hmm. and then life changed significantly, uh, for good. I, like, wanted to throw my phone in a river. Like, it just wouldn't stop. It froze, like, 19 times that day. Really? Well, just because it became, that day was all about me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I did never no day has ever been about me. (laughs) Since, (laughs) I mean, before or since. That day, you couldn't turn on one, I was on uh, 49 out of 50 local news stations. Wow. Wow. Uh, I don't remember what the 50th was. I should ask. Uh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, but Because on, people love
3: School of Rock, so like... Well, it was yeah. Still, yeah, it's like it's a known yeah.
0: property. So I was on 49 out of 50 states television screens. I was on every periodical online, and it was bananas. And it, it was the uh, craziest thing in the world, and it didn't stop being crazy until I left the show. Like, it was a crazy time. Yeah. And... For better or for worse. I mean, there were times yeah. that were incredible. There were times that were hard. I yeah. blew out my voice at one point. Um, I my, my every part of my body got yeah. hurt. Well, you were working
3: a, so hard when I saw like you jumping, <laughs> you're like like literally. Like, it's, yeah, it's it, it was
0: literally the most, and I say literally in the act, yeah, in the right, in form. The yeah, literally literal the hardest literal role sense. I imagine I'll ever do. Because now I know my limits. I didn't know my limits until that show, and I've I reached them and then exceeded them uh-huh. in a bad way. Uh-huh. Um, and now I know. Uh, yeah. So anytime I take on anything that's physical or vocally demanding, I know now where you what, yeah what I'm capable of. Yeah, so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for it for so many. It's opened up oh, a yeah. gazillion doors for me that would never ever would have opened before. So I, I forever, ever, ever, ever before the world explodes, I will be so grateful to that show and them for taking a chance on somebody who nobody knew. Yeah, I was in it was my fifth Broadway show, but like nobody knew me. It wasn't a th- Fifth Broadway show, but. I wasn't a person. Sure. I wasn't, sure, a-, I wasn't yeah. a name that moved the needle in any way. So like they, they could have very easily gotten Josh Gad or sure, the guy who would have right. been great. By the way. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. They chose a guy yeah. that was right for the role, and I was which very, is great. Which is like which is like, like so refreshing, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Choosing a guy that's right for the role rather mm-hmm. than who will sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually we sold tickets, which is nice. Yeah. Still selling. Still running. Still selling. Still 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 yeah. That's right. Every once in a while, I'll see my face on something. <laughs> he said, hey. I remember that. Hey, old thing. Yeah. I'm skinnier now. The fuck was it like
2: getting <laughs> a Tony nomination? <laughs> Do you uh, know what I'm saying? Like, I, like dude, what?
0: I know what you're saying. Yep, I know what you're saying.
2: That was another day we were filming. Did
3: you I'm shit your crazy. literal
0: pants? Like, what happened? I was. Uh, that, is an, uh, that is better than getting the role, I would say. Because, it's done, yeah, because, because you it's, know, cause it isn't a thing that you need to get. No. It isn't a thing that you're like, vi- you don't even know you're, it's a thing you don't know you're vying for, kind of. Sure. Because you don't, because you don't know you're nominated until you're nominated. Yeah. You have an idea that you're a leading role in a season, but like, you so You th- that you could be, but- Sure, like, yeah. but like, there's a lot of pe- people that could have also yeah. been. Um, I was sleeping. <laughs> because it's, it takes Exhausting. place at, like, eight so early. in the morning. Oh, yeah. yeah, really early. Uh, I
2: wake up every single time, get my coffee, watch it live on here. Well, Well, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm up usually at 7, but I knew, like, I just kind of knew, I was like, okay, there's a chance, and, and mm-hmm. if it turns out I get nominated, someone will tell me. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I'm not going to miss it. Um, and we got up early enough. We ended up getting up early. Uh huh. And I was like, let's turn it on. And we turned on New York One. And I don't know if you remember this, do you remember? Did you so you watched yes the nominations or no? I don't know if I On watched the New that York year. one that year. Yes, I think I did. They started the nominations, and right during my category, I think, or maybe not, right before my category, the screen went green. Oh, well, I re- they lost
2: a feed. Yeah, I have a lot of trouble watching them online. Uh, know, so one, a lot of people get do that together? too.
0: But it's mm-hmm. alright. But they but so the screen, so we went ah eh, whatever, so we turned it off. Yeah, and like two seconds later, my brother called me. Yeah, and my brother is at work, and he was crying. Oh my god, and he was like nobody knows why I'm clapping and applauding and crying right now. He's like you just got no-. I'm going to cry out. You Aww. just got nominated for a Tony award. And I and I was like I turned into, to Jenny and I was like I got nominated for a Tony award. So fucking And then she cool. got, yeah. and we left it and I was like it was very surreal. I screamed later, but I was like I I, I kept saying like, I was like I got nominated yeah. for a Tony award. I got uh-huh. nom- I got and then so then I had a moment to kind of like pu- pull that in. Uh-huh. And then right away I get a call from New York 1. Or from my manager, whatever. Yeah. New York One wants to talk to you. So I was like, okay. It's so like, I told Jenny, I was like, mm-hmm. New York One uh, wants to talk to me, and so I go into her kitchen. Yeah. And I'm talking to New York One, and then about twi- it's like 15 seconds later, I hear my own voice on New York One. Oh my god. <gasps> oh, and you're
3: like, oh no. But it's a 15 <laughs>
0: second delay. I didn't realize that. Oh Jesus.
2: Oh
3: no. Um, I was what like, did I, I just say? Well, no, so
0: it was all this weirdness that just. Right away happens, yeah. and then when it, when it all happens, you have to go to this thing the next day. Well, yeah.
2: Uh, I, well, immediately I would be like, what am I wearing to the lunch? See, I don't, I don't think <laughs> that way. See, that's, that's, that's my biggest <laughs> That's, that's <laughs>
0: my biggest problem throwing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't throw. t All I have is t-shirts and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was in a, a tizzy. I I had to talk. I had, like an hour and a half of phone conversations with with press and media yeah, yeah. right away and then I got to celebrate. Then we went uh, well the best part of that day other than finding finding out my brother was like the perfect way that could have That's happened so. because uh-huh. he's uh-huh. always been a big fan of mine and I've been a big fan of his and he's always been front row center at my shows from when we did community theater to school of rock. That's awesome. He's yeah. at front row center yeah. uh-huh. uh, and he's just he loves it but what was maybe cooler maybe one step not less cool but one of the coolest parts of the day was going to the theater that night. The energy is just electrically nuts. Like. I mean, that was crazy. Cause you guys had was, four Tony noms, four Tony nominations, and then the curtain rose that night, and it was bananas. So because there were fans cool. already of the show, and so yeah. it was, it was crazy. And then, then having to do the circuit is what I would call it. Yeah, having to do all the press uh-huh. and then your show, and that's a lot. Woo, homie, it was. You say, who am I talking to? Dead. I was dead. I'm sure. I mean, already doing
2: like doing a show that's taking a physical. <laughs> Toll yeah. on you and then adding all the like extraneous Talking stuff. all day,
0: yeah. Um, I told Cynthia Revo name drop, but I, did. Bye. <laughs> yeah. man, man. I said, I never would have known this unless I was nominated for a Tony Award. But that it's the most unfair process in the world because Tony voters come to see you after that, yeah, right, yeah. which means. They are the people that will be judging whether or not they give you a Tony Award are mm-hmm. seeing you at your absolute worst. Because <laughs> they're seeing you go you go, I do three radio stations, I yeah. do a TV show, I do six phone interviews, I do a, a, an interview with playable.com I do a video feature with Broadway.com, yeah. I get done with all that and I go, Oh my god, I can't believe I made it through that day. And then you hear, half hour everybody, yeah. half hour for your show. And yeah. you're like, Fuck god, <laughs> <I didn't laughs> Like play. I yeah. totally yeah. got way into five hour energies. Oh, yes. no. And they worked. Like, I didn't realize that they worked. They I never had. worked for me when Love I was driving. That. No. I never knew. I never needed it. Yeah. Why did I ever need that? I've never been exhausted before in my life, and I was then.
2: Did you sleep so well? Yeah.
0: That's, I sleep pretty good anyway.
2: I know, but that, that sounds like that day and then clopping into bed. Exactly. Like, it was yeah. a
0: pretty yeah. ridiculous day. Wow. That day. And the night of the Tonys was cool, too. I mean, the night of the yeah. Tonys was a dream. Because yeah. you're there... For a pretty cool reason,
2: and there's
3: millions of people watching. Yeah, from, like at home cool. and the. Performing like, was yeah. the best part, yeah. actually. Was that the Beacon or at it was Radio it the City? Beacon. Yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: which is which yeah. I loved. Yeah, yeah. I just like that it was smaller and I. Sure. Theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a it was crazy. The whole experience. There's a uh, twenty thousand stories that came yeah, out of, of that. Of course, so, but the Tony Knight... Uh, I became friends and buddies with Reed Bernie mm-hmm. over the course of that season. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and he won from the mm-hmm. tone for he won the tony and i had not won and i hadn't either i hadn't lost yet or i had already lost doesn't matter uh, and yeah. i'm sitting in my seat <laughs> and then two hands come over my eyes <laughs> and he goes hey i won a goddamn tony award <laughs> and i look up and it's reed and it was like those little moments yeah. were like worth the whole evening right? yeah and getting to meet people yeah, and getting yeah. a spit on oprah Oh yeah! She's front row, is like full. I mean, (sighs) because anyone anyone who saw the show knows that the front Mm -hmm. row was like it was like a Gallagher show. Yeah, just spit and sweat. And the same went for the Tonys, if not more, because I was just drenched in sweat uh-huh. and, yeah. and nervous. Well, and had already done
2: a show that day? No. No? <gasps> nice. done oh. yeah, a show that day. That nice. was Nice. That's really great. I just
0: rehearsal in the morning and then a relaxing all oh, day. Oh, great. Yeah, it was the best. That's nice. Uh, but then I spat all over Oprah and Barbara Streisand. and Good. That was a dream. <laughs> they deserve it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> they deserve
2: <laughs> it. Who
1: knew
0: that that would be a goal, like, back yeah. in the day then? No? I know. Goals you didn't know you had. Yeah. What
2: have been, you said, I mean, you right. said that, I know. Yeah. You said that life, you guys don't run you know, long?
0: Come on. What? What? You guys run, what? No, we
2: do. I just have to, I have to leave by like 6. Oh, you have
0: a show. That's yeah. right. and uh, I have
2: like squirrels at 6.15.
0: <laughs> do does does your listeners know what squirrels means? No, but. I think we've talked about squirrels. Do you play well, one of the squirrels? I
2: am one of the squirrels.
0: Elliot plays a squirrel in Traveling the Chocolate Factory. And he's fierce. He does a ballet. He is a squirrel. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I have to. Don't we, give away the
0: secret. You have to do that. Why do you have to do that before because the show? Because
2: someone's out, so we every time got someone's it. out, we have to do it 15 minutes before. I get it. I like, yep. totally. Cool. Well, I wanted to ask you. Said you said that like from the time you were announced as a Tony nominee, yeah. things changed. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: for better, for worse, whatever.
0: Well, what, Things like that change for better. Well, of course, <laughs> of course. But <laughs> yeah. like you know,
2: worse meaning like you know you don't get as much sleep one night. You know what yeah, I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, sure,
0: sure, right.
2: What have been some of your favorite? Um, your favorite post, you know, kind of school of rock opportunities—things oh. that you feel like um,
0: wouldn't have happened—or, or,
2: or maybe you know, things that you feel like that helped.
0: Yeah, totally. you know. It's mostly everything that came after, it, <laughs> I think. Right, but some of, what are your, some of uh, some of your highlights? So, while well, I shot this pilot. Which was a blast called Smilf. Yes, I mm-hmm. actually actually watched the episode on Hulu. Thank you for watching. Of that course, was Hulu. Cool. I didn't know. Yeah, it's I mean, on Hulu for
2: excellence. for I think like just the first that maybe for sense. for a short time. Yeah, yeah. perhaps. Uh,
0: I shot this pilot, uh, which I I had, done, I had done TV before that, uh, but I hadn't done like TV in a long time, mm-hmm. and so that was really fun to do something so out. I did the I shot the pilot, started shooting the pilot the day after I closed School of Rock. Wow. So I got on a train the next morning and went to Boston and shot oh, for really? two weeks. Yeah, so that was really like an amazing vacation for uh-huh. me, truly. Um, I got naked on that show. Yeah. Um, I got to meet a bunch of cool people including Rosie O'Donnell who's like so good in the show. Okay. Really good. And she's so, it's watch the rest of the season. She's so good. Um, not to be, uh, she's complete. I mean, Frankie who's the girl in it Uh, and who created it, wrote it, starred, Uh executive produced, Mm -hmm. is I've never seen someone wear so many hats so beautifully. Yeah. She is truly, as a writer myself, an inspiration beyond belief. That's amazing. I can't believe how much she has gotten done and how good the show is. Uh, So there was that. Uh, You know what the other big one is is that people have taken more of a chance on me being a writer, which is cool. cool, So I like write a bunch on the side and now it's sort of like become almost like a parallel career. Sure. so I write musicals. I've been right. writing these musicals, and now people no, are like, yeah, "What uh-huh. do you?" They want to read them now. All yeah, right. It. And um, my writing partner Drew Gasparini and I are writing the musical adaptation for uh, the movie. It's kind of a funny story, mm-hmm. which was uh-huh. a Universal film, an indie yeah. film that they did. Uh, it was a book. It was a I book by book. Ned a yeah, yeah, yeah. very popular book. Yeah, uh, and it has a humongous fan base. The yeah, book has. I read it. This, yeah. I mean, ridiculous. We didn't know until we wrote this. Because we're basing a lot of it on the book, actually. Okay. Uh, but it was a film with Zach Galifianakis and Viola Davis and mm-hmm. uh, Emma Roberts. Mm-hmm. It's about a kid who checks himself into a mental institution yeah. for five days. And so it it sort of has the tone of The Wizard of Oz meets One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Uh, and it's this story about depression and a story yeah, like about... teenagers and it's just like... It's, just, it's really, it's a story yeah. about... It's the least depressing story about depression you'll ever hear. So it's this cool... I think it's a very cool musical about this kid who believes there's something wrong with him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what it turns out is that there's something wrong with all of us. Yeah. yeah. And we're just seeing the world through his creative, sure. absurd lens. And he just needs five days to work it out. You know. Uh, I hope it's good. We have a lot of a lot of people counting on us. But I we mean, didn't I'm realize. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But we just today finished our uh, fourth draft of the of that's the awesome. of the thing, and so we we hopefully are getting a reading next uh, very early on next year. Great. Cool. Uh, so look out for that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Look so out for that. Like going I'm doing AM radio. No, I'm, uh, no, I'm seriously like, yeah. so much to
2: plug. Oh my god. I am like, doing. I do.
0: I like to keep a lot of plates spinning, but unfortunately, what that means, I have to talk about all of it. <laughs> 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 and it's lov- a lovely problem to have. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, here
2: at Equity One, we like to play some motherfucking games. Because oh, life a is a game.
3: Yeah. Really? We're, we only have like a little bit, so it's I'm, fast. Okay, I'm no, it. I mean, we have time. We well,
2: t- 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 right there. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready.
3: Okay. I'm ready. We'll play games. It's a little mix of like nerdiness, a little mix of fun. Okay. I actually, we hit a lot of topics, so I'm excited just to just like recap. I'm so
0: excited about it. Okay. Pre-show ritual. Pre-show ritual. I listen to stand-up comedy. I like hearing rhythms and cadences. Uh, and then I'll do like a jog in place. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not not too much. Nothing too involved. A place you want to visit. Uh. Uh. What's it called? Like. Uh, not Fiji, but it's called like Nassau. What's like that called? Oh God. Nassau. Oh. It's one of those, the Caribbean? Like, like the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. Like around um, like the sort of. Cozumel. Like, yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, any one of those places. I don't have like a real desire to visit any like foggy London town. Gotcha. I've been there, but it's like. I want an island where I can sit. Yeah, it's warm. It's just that I can sit. Yeah. I'm low maintenance when it comes to that. Just put me in a hotel with free drinks. I'm good. Great. Swim up more. Dog, cat,
3: or bird? Dog. What was your first survival job in NYC? Uh,
0: I worked at Uno Pizzeria. and for Mm. two days. (laughs) Two days. I saw what the kitchen looked like, and I said, I cannot work here. Work. Yeah. Yeah. I still eat there every once in a
3: while. A favorite curse word.
0: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, probably the most used is fuck, and then I think my, maybe my favorite is cocksucker. Oh, okay. that's a great yeah, that one. yeah, you know what though? I think one of the most hurt—I know we have a speed game, but I think one of the most hurtful ones ever, which I love, is dummy and stupid. Dummy. Well, you say you're know, yeah, like, yeah, like you're, you're so, so stupid. You know what? Like, yeah, no. you're stupid. Or like you know, get it together, dummy. I just there, some, of of like, oh, like, oh, like, some of the more innocuous ones, I think, yeah. are, but more hurtful. Fair enough. Yeah. You're unintelligent. (laughs) Mr. Rogers swear. Go ahead. Last thing you ate. A salad. I had a, a, a. I made a salad with cucumbers and um, Cause a hard-boiled egg. Because you're doing what? <laughs> I'm doing the whole thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I have whole thirty compliant uh, Caesar dressing. Wow. Wow. We had a little cracked pepper and some Tabasco sauce. That's and delicious. a Lacroix. Oh, a berry I Lacroix. Yes, yeah, mm. we had a berry that's Lacroix. That's delicious.
3: Yeah. When someone asks you, "Show me NYC," where do you
0: take them? <laughs> um, I take them. I'll take them Central Park. Uh, probably the, like Sheep's Meadow, uh-huh. uh, and then I will walk. I will give them a walking tour of the Upper West Side best bars. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Jacob's Pickle. Love Jacob's Pickles. So, so Bar. Uh, I thought it burned East Bar is it. It burned off. That's so. a good. That's actually that area is pretty good. Highlight Mer- Mermaid Fred's. Mermaid and Inn is my favorite restaurant in New York City. Okay, the right. Mermaid Inn is the place I go the most in New York City. Great. You're not a main- sponsor, but come on. You will mm-hmm. mainly find me there if you go to New York City. If you want to catch a glimpse <laughs> of Alex Brightman. Tony nominated. Disgustingly eating oysters. That's, <laughs> that's where I am most of the time. Great, you heard it here first. I could Spraying not be his... more of a regular at that place, for real. I love it. Okay, biggest mess up on stage. Uh, I came on at Wicked thinking I was done with the show at that point. I still had one more entrance to make, and I made it with most of my costume on and no pants on. <gasps> Great. It was the train scene, which is supposed to be emotional, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to say, it's Bach, and I can't do this anymore. And I ran off stage, and all three of the other people on stage were crying, laughing. I had no pants on. I had shoes on. It's amazing. Yeah, I've, I'll never forget that. I thought I was going to be fired. What? I wasn't. But two amazing years. You're still here. Berries, Soul Cycle, or yoga? I've only done one of the three, and I love it. Soul Cycle.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: I love it. I bought pants that have the <gasps> oh. pads in the back to make it look like you took a shit. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and. And I do it, and I love it. And every time I've gone, because I go at six in the morning, because I live across the street from sure. one, I get recognized by moms whose kids saw School of Rock. I love that. Uh, I, every I, time. There's a mom that's like, my kid left School of Rock, like, and these. I was like, I'm engaged.
3: <laughs> TV show you love right now? Broad church. I don't know that one. Look it up. What's okay? Favorite Thanksgiving dish? Uh.
0: Mashed potatoes and gravy. It's I love that one. I make a mean. That is a good one. Can we
2: please recycle this one and use it again? Well, yeah. like,
0: it's, it's timely, you know, like, it's really very no, It's very timely. Really and that, my whole 30 ends on November 22nd. Yes! Oh, nice. okay. I'm also not a huge Thanksgiving person, but I love mashed potatoes. Yeah. Bacon, cheese, or beer? Ooh, <laughs> great question! Um, beer. That's That changes, though, depending on the time of year. Yeah, totally. I'm also on the whole 30, yeah, so, so I like want beer yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ACDC Aerosmith or Leonard Skinner. Aerosmith, uh, no problem, no question Aerosmith, love all of them. Uh Aerosmith used to sing all the Aerosmith albums in my living room as a kid, and my mom babysat Liv Tyler. Okay, (laughs) life
3: happens. Uh, What Broadway revival do you wanna be in? The Who's Tommy. Work, cool. And then uh, craziest New York City moment? I've been mugged twice.
0: (laughs) Shit, no, (laughs) really? I've been mugged twice in the broad daylight. I've been mugged twice, both at around noon or one in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, one, I was knocked unconscious. Uh, I went my first year in New York, and for my freshman year of college, I was knocked unconscious on Canal Street in Lafayette. Uh, and he didn't steal anything. Holy shit. He thought he was going to steal something, but I didn't have my wallet in my pocket. I had it in my messenger bag, because uh-huh. I was... Yeah, have fell in me. messenger bags. No, and I just... he There was people around. He just yeah. was like, what are you doing? Um, and a good Samaritan to helped me into a cab. And then uh, the second time, I was on a break, like a lunch break from Cap 21, and I walked home. I lived on 13th and 1st, uh-huh. and a, a young kid uh, held me up at Knife Point, and I walked him over to, on the corner of 13th and 1st, any of you 30-year-olds listening, or one older, that there used to be a Popeye's chicken on the corner, took me into the Popeye's chicken, crowded, walked, me to, the, walked me to the ATM. Yeah, but, like, like, I knew, at that point, like, it was, sure. like, an agreement. I was like, all right, you have a knife. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And I had my Razor scooter with me, and I, was walked, I walked it in. Razor <laughs> scooter. Which we are sponsored by. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I
2: was saying more like a rate. Like oh, a, I see. Uh, yeah, like a knife.
0: Punny. Very punny. And I walk over to the ATM, and he says, take out $100. And I said, I don't have $100. And he like, take out 80 And I yelled, I'll take, I can take out 20 And it got people's attention. He's like, yeah, 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 do that. So I took out 20 I gave it to him, and he booked it, and he left and then i had a panic attack i used to have a huge stutter when i was a kid mm-hmm. and moments of high stress will yeah. cause me to completely stutter to a crippling degree and that i had called my mom and uh, had the couldn't really get out of the war, you know had to, and then yeah. we started texting and figuring sure. out what happened uh, and so that was probably that's probably the craziest right that's pretty crazy yeah. i i do remember when i got mom held the, the nice second thing. time yeah. that Is i remember again being less scared and more frustrated <laughs> You're like Jesus, I was like God. I really was like God, <laughs> Jesus, man. And I remember being like kind of a jerk to him because I was like, he was younger, he was like a yeah. child, and I was like, I don't have any money. And he goes, I don't want to have to hurt you. And I go, Look, man, the fact that you have a knife is not going to make money grow into my wallet. Yeah, is what yeah. I said. I remember the, I remember so vividly that whole experience. Uh, and I remember he looked scared, and he was like probably just doing it because yeah. he needed money for his family or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, I hold no grudge. Uh, I, you know, it's a great story. It's a great story, yeah. and you know, I survived. Here we we love a survivor story. We do. We love it. We do. Yeah. And then, like, I don't think he's gotten nominated for a Tony, so. I don't think so. I mean, maybe. <laughs> and that kid was Leslie Odom. <laughs> Alex, where can people find you on social media? I wish they wouldn't. No, they, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and they're both the same thing. And you can find me at A Bright Monster. And it's exactly how it sounds. Or people sometimes say, A Bright Monster. Oh. But it's. Alex hey, Bright, Bright Monster, which is a long, boring story about someone giving me that nickname. Uh, people tend to call me by my last name a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey Brightman, hey. That's yeah. And so this guy in LA, when I did The History Boys, just started calling me Bright Monster, and it stuck. It stuck fast. Fast and, and so hard. It became my email address. No longer. Sorry, everybody. Awesome. And uh, now it's just everything. It's my everything. It's Ooh. your everything. <laughs> it's my everything.
2: You can follow the show at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find us at Twitter at Equity One underscore. And please email us at equity onepodcast at gmail.com. With your horror
3: stories, fun facts.
2: Questions. Yeah, side stories, asides. Just a nice positive reinforcement. Yeah, and one last time, please what? come to our live show. Thursday, November 16th. 7 o'clock at the Jen Waldman Studios. It's going to be a blast. Reserve your tickets, uh, the info on all our socials. You can find it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, where, are they, where can they find you? You can find me at Caleb Dickey. That's D-I-C-K-E. And where can they find you, Elliot? They can find me on everything at Elliot Maddox. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-T-M-A-T-T-O-X. Until next time, Caleb. Cheers, Elliot.
1: bye she bleeds for command uh-huh.